0: your responsibility to get the best out of the people in your team for the best of the business. And if you're triggering them with your communication style, you are going to have a problem.
1: Hi, I'm Hannah and together with Steph, we started Wiser to help people understand their why, become wiser and thrive in their careers. So here we are with the Get Wiser podcast. Enjoy.
0: What are we here to talk about today? Hello Steph.
1: Today we are here to talk about mastering effective communication in a new role and plot twist different personalities because it's not gonna be an army of henners, unfortunately, slash luckily. However, um understanding how to navigate those different conversations with different people and how they're gonna be received so differently. So what we'll start off with is the importance of effective communication and leadership um, and how it sets the foundation for building really strong team relationships. I guess here um, it's really important to understand different communication styles and how to adjust your approach. I think for me, my, my communication style has definitely evolved. I think I had a manager very early on who was very direct. You can probably remember who this is. I shan't be mentioning any names, but was really direct. And I began to mimic that sort of directness. <laughs> I began to mimic that sort of directness. And honestly, like, it's it's not the kind of leader that I wanted to be. It was just the um, example that I had for me. And so what I learned over the years, we're laughing because we both were we're thinking about the same person is how to soften my approach and understanding that soft doesn't necessarily, it's not weak. It's just understanding how different people receive different information. And now very much I could communicate one message to five different people in my team, five different ways because the way that they hear things and the way that they like to be spoken to or the way that they communicate best or are most receptive to is wildly different. And I think, like a key point here is to understand that not everyone likes to be communicated to in the way that you like communication. So really taking the time to understand how people, like which style of communication people respond to so that uh, you can communicate effectively.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. So agree a few things here. What actually is effective communication? Because it means different things to different people. So exactly what you said similar to what you said something i learned when i was a new manager was that i was very direct i actually i think i learned that before i was a new manager i remember my now friend former manager gavin um i was maybe a little bit more than a grad he told me i had to add kind regards to the end of my emails because no, was did you just, just say so regards <laughs> <laughs> no i didn't even i just finished the email and said like let me know if you have any questions Step. Oh wow. That's it. Nothing. <laughs> and and Gab said, Hey. And I I was literally a grad. He said, Hey, you have to you sometimes you just have to warm your clients up, I think is what he said. And a really easy way to do that is to say kind regards or cheers or something like that.
1: I think I go with with gratitude now. <laughs> with gratitude. Yeah, because I'm grateful. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Anyway, my point is that I too have a very direct communication style, but there actually is a way to be direct and also empathetic. Um, And I mean that there's a way to get a message across clearly without sugarcoating it, without making it fluffy, but making it clear, direct, empathetic. And I suppose that's what I learned was that that was a really respectful way to communicate and that was a way to build trust with people.
1: I think you've nailed it there and, you know, something that, is so important is empathy because without it, empathy and emotional intelligence because those two things really help master effective communication and ensure that your message lands in the way that it was intended and is received well to inspire your team for success.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, And I think one more thing, a trap that I've seen a lot of people fall into is that they're too scared to be direct. So what they end up doing is sugarcoating Because as a new manager, you want to be liked or as a more senior person, you want to be liked, but in times you're not always going to be liked and that's okay. And you have to get comfortable with that. But in the times that you aren't liked, you still want to be respected and to be respected, you have to communicate with people respectfully, if that makes sense. 100%.
1: And also in that as well, like on that notion of being liked, and I feel like this is probably something that we can park for a future podcast episode, is saying yes to everything. And, you know, sometimes people say yes to everything because they do want to be liked. However, they're taking on the burden of everybody's workload because they're saying yes, and then understanding that when you don't say yes every single time, it makes your yes more powerful when you're able to say yes know you know when it's applicable i mean we've touched on it as understanding the different personalities that you might come across in your team do you have anything else that you'd want to add to um i guess how to be that chameleon when adjusting
0: your messaging i think it's just important to acknowledge that it's your responsibility and you said this earlier it's your responsibility to adjust your communication style to the different personalities in your team or or even the different personalities of the people you report to um, you absolutely cannot just expect your team to fold to your communication style, hence why I learned really quickly that I can not mm. be so direct in every situation. Um, <laughs> and I think, yeah, people have different triggers and when you're managing different people and different personalities, you need to be able to identify those triggers and adjust your communication style to those things because, yeah, like I said, it's your responsibility to get the best out of the people in your team for the best of the business. And if you're triggering them with your communication style, you are going to have a problem. 100%. It's,
1: you know, appreciating all the different styles of personalities that you have in your team because they all bring like a new and different perspective to when you are collaborating, but just making sure that, like you said, you are able to get the best out of them because your communication style is clear um, and, you know, really targeted to the person that you're speaking to.
0: Yeah. And I think one more thing, It's really important when you need to have a difficult conversation or you need to deal with a situation, you have to remember that you're an adult in a workplace, firstly. You can't just tee off at someone in your team and reprimand them and say, you shouldn't have done it this way or blah, 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 however you do it. You can't just blow up. You need to be able to communicate why the situation is a situation and why it needs to be different. So when you have to have those difficult conversations, you have to do it clearly, factually, like you have to be stern, but you have to be empathetic. You're like moving all these hats on and off, but you have to, you have to be all of those things all at once because if you need to have a difficult conversation and you just sugarcoat the shit out of it, do you think that person is going to understand or know how to do something differently? Probably not.
1: I think in that as well, it's like, and then we're going to talk about feedback next week, but. I hate the the idea of a shit sandwich. Like it's really unclear communication, and it's dancing around the message that you're trying to deliver. I think really understanding the concept of people's emotional bank accounts. Like this is something that I heard long ago, and it really landed with me. But you know, making sure that you're making enough deposits in people's emotional bank accounts, and not in a fake way, like in a really sincere way, like giving them praise and feedback and recognition um, and appreciation, but so that when you do need to have the difficult conversation, you have a really strong base of trust um, to work from rather than just giving really um, constructive or rather than just giving uh, feedback all the time that's going to make them feel unsuccessful because it's always the things that they need to improve on or things that could be done differently.
0: Yeah. And that's a really good segue into what i Building trust. Yeah. Which is the next part. and. With the emotional bank account, a big part of managing team is that you need to foster a team environment. And so that starts with trust. Your team needs to trust you um, that they know they'll be heard and they know that they can come and communicate whatever they want with you. I can think of a few examples if you would like some examples. Yeah, play on. I guess communicating job-specific things like what they think is working or not working. So I'm talking about what your team should be able to come to you and openly talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. And you need to give them the floor to do this. So job-specific things or non-job-specific things, like something that might be happening in their life outside of work that's actually coming in and affecting their performance at work. You have to be able to pick up on those things as a manager um, because sometimes someone in your team isn't actually going to be performing how they normally do. And you're gonna you're going to identify that. And sometimes it's gonna annoy you because you know your projects aren't going on time, on schedule, whatever, but you actually need to park that and go and ask them if everything's okay rather than just torching them for their performance. Um, because if you have someone really good and all of a sudden their performance just drops off the cliff, it's likely one of two things. There's a reason outside of work that's impacting their work, or there's a reason at work that's impacting their work. So Is something happening outside or are you actually just loading them up with work and they can't give everything its due service?
1: I think, and you touched on it really well, is understanding, you know, people's humanness and knowing that sometimes there'll be things outside of work that are upsetting them or that are impacting, you know, their presence at work. I... Oh, I don't know, like seven or eight years ago when I worked at Lululemon, they had the concept of clearings. And so the way that you started each shift was a clearing and it was a space to really share anything that's coming up for you, what you needed from your team to be able to be present that day, and then a commitment to say, you know, all I need to do is I need to take five minutes. I need to call X person if it was something that was happening outside of work or I need to book this appointment or whatever it was so that I can be fully prison. And it wasn't like a space to like whinge or vent. It was just a really strong way to sit up and be like, Hey, look, this is what's coming up for me. This is what I'm going to do about it. And then I can be fully prison, which I really loved.
0: Yeah. If you have open communication with people in your team, it takes away that angst that you, you straight away feel if you have to deliver a, in air quotations, a bad message. Yeah. You already, yeah. If you, if you don't have that open communication with someone, you're going to work yourself up in having to deliver that message rather than it being a non-event.
1: I think as well it's um, acknowledging that trust is a, is a two-way street. So how can you demonstrate that you trust your team so that they can trust you? And, you know, sometimes it's being, like, fully transparent, like owning any mistakes that you've made. Like, hey, look, actually, you know, that, that email I just ripped into you about for not, for not responding to, still in my draft. And, you know, if you make mistakes and say, Hey, look, actually, I'm really sorry. I didn't actually send that or whatever the error was, or if there's something, you know, like a mistake that you've made really being able to own it because it builds trust. If, if you, I've also seen people that they just fluff their way through it. and like, no, 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 no. Like I, I definitely did that. And it, it loses it. You break the trust because the other person's not an idiot and they know that you haven't. So you're just fudging your way through something that's actually damaging the relationship.
0: Yeah. You, you break the trust and you also lose some respect 100%. if people, if you're, yeah, good. that was a good example with the email. So I remember many times before where I've asked someone to draft me an email and two days later I've been like, Oh my God, where, where is that? Only to realize that I accidentally deleted it or I accidentally had hundred unread emails and I hadn't gotten to it yet. And it's not, it's stopping yourself before and going, Oh yep, yeah, that's with me rather than where is it? Why haven't you done it? You didn't do it quick enough, blah, blah, blah. You're just, yeah, you're breaking your trust and you're losing respect. Yeah. Both two things that are very hard to get back.
1: Communication is definitely something that we're going to come back and talk about again and again, because It's near impossible to cover everything in one episode, but I think what we've really beautifully discussed today is a, the the power of effective communication and what that looks like when you're building a team and a new manager, you know, building that new team, I guess as well, really understanding the different personalities that you need to cater to and understanding how to be a chameleon and adjust your communication style. So it's best received by various different team members. Um, and then also building trust through communication and how you're fostering that culture of trust and respect
0: through being a really clear communicator. Anything else you'd like to add before we wrap it up? Um, just a few things. Um, using communication as your bridge to build trust, build respect and be empathetic. Yes,
1: empathy will always win. You can write that down in a quote actually. That was quite good. Quote, Hannah Ivan over. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for tuning in. Bye now.